Yo, Lee, Greg, what's up? G'day. Hey, Lee. How are you? Good, good, good. Hey, Lee, what, what's, what's news in the world of uh, lockdown and photography and videography in Apple? Oh, well, there's there, uh, that's a lot so of things topics. to talk about. Yeah, that's the nice. And you, you, you learn your comms from the local government. That's you know, be specific, right? Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what to think. You think whatever you want. Do whatever you like. It's it's a free country mostly. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, no. So it's 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 my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Happy uh, birthday! Happy birthday yes, yes. Forty five years young. Yeah, forty-five. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me. I'm I'm so I'm so glad this is an audio recording and not camera because, um, there's a mate of mine who used to do this gag where he goes, you know, you know how they say the camera adds ten pounds. I look like I've eaten three cameras. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, classic. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, so, um, I got, it's actually, wait, I will, I will bring this back to photography and, and video stuff. So number one, um, what was really lovely was, um, so every year for her birthday, normally I make my wife a music video and it normally involves as the years have gone by, we've been married 11 years now. Um, it, they've become more and more elaborate and there's choreography and dance scenes and and <laughs> one year me in in very tight clothing it, it, it's i have no shame and, and that's great um but for a change this year i mean I, <laughs> I did a video for her but for a change this year she surprised me and got a whole bunch of friends and relatives from all over the world to record birthday greetings for me which was really great and it, it was it was it was quite i got i got quite emotional because it's I normally travel a lot and see a lot of these people face to face. So it's really, you know, yeah. Reminds me of sort of what we've all sort of missed out in the last year and a half. Um, But what she also did was I'm quite pedantic about the quality of audio and video and lighting and pedantic's the wrong word. (laughs) Well, it's, 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 we don't want to get the explicit label. So I'm going to call it pedantic. Okay. Okay. Um, And (laughs) I I'm the guy who walks up to people in the street and tells them to not shoot vertical with their phone. That's me. Um, <laughs> you know, and they're like, look at me like, who is this weirdo? I'm like, I'm a filmmaker. Trust me. Your TV isn't on the, on, on the wall sideways. You shouldn't film that way. I've, 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 I've chilled out a little bit about that, but yeah. So, so a whole bunch of different people uh, very deliberately shot in land, you know, in portrait mode and they had terrible audio and their lighting was atrocious and things were out of focus. And it was very fun, except for the one who just filmed it while spinning on a spinny chair. I actually couldn't look because it was making me seasick. Um, <laughs> and, and, and as is my way, and since, you know, we're in lockdown now, so I didn't have anything else to do today. Um, what I did was I spent two hours putting together the most lovely lighting and audio setup to record my reply video. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Nice. I saw that video and um, by far the zoom out reveal, I was just going, well, there's even more gear. Well, there's even more. There's even more. Yeah. <laughs> it was just getting and then there's that, like, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It's crazy. And then there's that little hunch of his shoulders to say, why couldn't you guys put in some effort? I did. Yeah, yeah. It's not a big <laughs> deal. Nice. I yeah. say not a big deal, but yeah, it took me about an hour and a half to schlep all that stuff out of the garage and set it all up and everything. But it, it looked and sounded fab. In fact, what you may not have noticed is I actually shot it twice 
um, well, I didn't shoot the whole thing twice, but I shot what's called a, a mask or a slate because in, in the top corner, um, you could see the reflection of one of my lights in the window. And obviously I didn't want that. So what I did is I shot my scene and mm-hmm. then I turned the light off and shot about 30 seconds of the light not there and then cropped it and pasted that basically on top of the existing video to mask out the light. Um, wow. And then had to do wow. some color grading just to sort of try. If you look really close, it's really, it was a shoddy job, but you know, I got away with it because you didn't notice, but. Um, well, I didn't notice that you did. Didn't you probably need some barn doors or flags then something like that, that that'll solve your problem. There's another oh. piece of equipment you can buy. Well, no, because the challenge, and here's, well, here we go. The, the challenge is, is, yeah, you could put on, flags are actually probably what I needed there. But the problem was that I, the direction that I decided to shoot was with the windows directly behind me. So if I wanted to be lit, you know, unless I was going to blast it right from the sides. And, and I wanted that huge, I mean, the, the softbox I was using on that particular light is bigger than me. So you'd need a really big flag. Actually, I suppose I could have flagged it. Oh, now, mm. now, I'm, now I'm annoyed that I didn't flag it because that would have been even more gear. That's save it, it that's for your 50th. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah, save it the big five. Just get a bigger, yeah. big piece of foam core or something like that. Hang it, you know, create a bit of a and, shadow. And by the way, I'm, I'm happy to, to um, I don't know if we do show notes uh, or not, if there's a way for us to publish the video. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to share that video so people can, um, awesome. can see it so, so they can see what we're talking about. Yeah, that's fun. That's a lot yeah. of fun. We're talking about shadows. I, I was actually quite uh, interested in shadows this week. Can I tell you why? Mm-hmm. Please. It's the future. It's the future. Machine learning. It's computer vision, artificial intelligence, everything that excites me. And I was just like, wow, that's amazing. So MIT, the research lab, they've, they've put together this U-Butte thing called, you know, let's see through objects. Uh, and it's about cameras where that can basically see the stray light on either side of the object in front of it and see the objects behind it by using their shadows. So basically it creates a 3D model of the intermittent light on the side and scans it with a laser in like a um, left to right, up to down format. And whatever appears in a shadow area becomes the 3D model. So they know exactly what's behind the object in front of them. I was thinking, you know what, that's pretty cool. That's and was, really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking. So, what are the applications for that? Well, I, I was thinking in the future, what about if we're driving around in cars and we get to, like, I don't know, a blind corner and we can't see around it? If the laser in the, in the car, let's say our future DeLoreans, or in, in my case, a future Cybertruck, scans the road. <laughs> <laughs> and it sees cars behind a parked car by using shadows at high noon or not high noon, three, eight, three o'clock in the afternoon or something. And it's able to recognize that there's a car coming. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. Or kids running out onto the street. Yeah, that's, that's one. Uh, I, I think it's got a lot of um, use case, but I just don't know exactly where it would be. I know, I used to work for Fujifilm, as many of you know, and Fujifilm developed a lot of the cameras for the for the cars. They actually put their cameras in the cars or the lens coatings. Mm. Um, so it was very close to me to to actually follow that sort of the AI and machine vision and computer computer learning, uh, because 
I just, I'm fascinated by it. And I think our cameras are going to get a lot smarter through AI. Yeah, I think they will. And I think they're going to need to for people to, more people to trust, um, you know, cars that self-driving cars and, um, mm. you know, to fully let go, not, not to fall asleep in the back seat necessarily, but to, you know, to really sort of switch off and let the car do the thinking. Mm. I think there's going to need to be more evidence that, that the car is actually capable of responding in every situation. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, if I, you, you can, sorry, go on Lee. And I was just going to say, I, I, I think that the challenge with that, or one of the things that sort of has always occurred to me about the safety side of, of automatic cars and like, like automatic cars sound amazing and really cool, but I think it would work. It would only really work or it would work best if all cars mm. are automatic cars, because if all cars were computerized and controlled by computers, then I think it would be perfectly safe, but the challenge is as yep, soon as you yep. have automatic cars, but then human drivers, the human drivers are the ones who stuff up and the automatic cars yep. can only judge so much in terms of how the humans are going to stuff up, that that's where things get dicey. So, so we just need to be all microchip then. Is that it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, hey. Oh, just I'm, get your COVID vaccine. Yeah. I'm, I'm all, I'm all, can I just. Two oh, birds. No. Maybe we'll take no. Don't, we'll have a discussion there. offline. No, no. Well, <laughs> okay. No, we've started it. So, so let's get into. Here, here's my thing about that. For, for for those out there who believe that you know there's microchips in the vaccines and they're using it to control people or do things or change our DNA. Here's my theory as to why that's absolute hogwash. If anyone had invented a microchip that could be injected into a human being and change the human being's DNA, do you think they would a inject it into everyone for free or B make it so that little microchip you inject it into me and it, I just automatically lose weight and sell it to me. True. Cause I would buy that. Yeah, I would buy that. <laughs> yeah, true. But I so, mean, I've had, I've had my first shot and the, the needle, like I never, didn't even feel it. It is tiny. It yeah. is such I've, a tiny I've, needle. Yeah, I've had, I've, I've had both of mine and yeah, I've, yeah. Like I actually said to the guy, like, wow, that was, and I yeah. hate needles. Then again, I, I don't think anyone, I, I think very few people walk into like an injection place and goes, all right, let's stick a needle in me. <laughs> I hate needles. Very true. Uh, I remember I'm an identical twin and not many of you know that, but uh, my, in high school, my brother walked up to me and said, uh, Lee, I got my injection today and uh, I fainted. And as soon as he said, I fainted, I dropped to the ground out like a light. <laughs> Uh, it was it was a twin thing, right? I hit my head on the, yeah. the side of the brick. That's what's wrong with me. And uh, yeah. I got to go home and I didn't get my injections. So, uh, wow, that's know, quite to, a crafty to, little. To a few months later, <laughs> that's it. I had to go to the GP and get it. Yeah, uh, once once a head wound healed. Yeah, I hate needles. I, I'm, I'm a yeah. yeah, I'm a wuss when it comes to that sort of stuff. All right, think, well, look, let's get back to are. photography. Yes, because yes. uh, I'm feeling a little queasy myself. Um, <laughs> what, what's, what's new with you, Greg? And, and COVID. Yeah, look, you know, Victoria, I'm in Victoria, as is uh, Lee. The other Lee is, is in Sydney. He's, he's been experiencing lockdown for a few weeks now. But Lee and I write for a number of different clients, and a lot of them have had to close their store doors and work purely offline, uh, online trying to sell product. And um, we've been having chats with them about, you know, what's appropriate content for to support photography communities during lockdown, you know, and, and obviously in Victoria, we dealt, dealt with this a lot last year, 
Um, and so it kind of got me thinking about lockdown projects, you know, and they don't have to be lockdown projects, but this is probably a good, as good a time as any to start, especially if you're working from home or you've been, you know, told, look, don't come into work for a couple of weeks or whatever it may be, um, just different lockdown projects. And so I wanted to open it up to you guys uh, on what you think are good lockdown projects, just to give creatives, whether it be photographers or, or videographers, uh, ideas on things that they can do to keep that creative process flowing when it's a really crappy time in general. Because uh, all too often when something bad like this happens, we tend to pack away our gear and just ride out the storm. But I think there's a really good opportunity here to make the most of it. Um, mm. So, you know, what are you guys, I mean, the, the first one that comes to my mind, I mean, there's a couple of different genres you can take up, but why not use this as an opportunity to do kind of a photo a day project or a, a mini vlog a day of your experience? You know, it's day seven and I'm feeling this, you know, you might cap it at 60 seconds and at the end of it all, pull it together into a, into a piece. But what, what do you guys uh, think about this idea? Well, I, I think it's, I think it's an awesome idea. I think it's, it's very easy. And at least I know for myself, it's very easy to get a bit down and to feel unmotivated and just kind of like, blur. Um, and, and, and I, I think that's perfectly understandable. It's perfectly natural. And it's actually a little bit healthy to feel a little bit of that sometimes, but you don't want to feel that way all the time. Um, so definitely, I think doing some creative stuff can help kind of get you a little bit out of that blur. Um, something that I've found works really well, at least for me, is to give myself specific projects or specific topics. It's almost like I remember I did a, a, a photography workshop with Valerie Jardin years ago. I know ago. Valerie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she was and she was awesome. I, I, I loved the one of the things. Mm. One of the love. One of the things that I loved. Um, one of the things that she suggested was, you know, if you're doing street photography for a day, pick a color, and say, right, uh, like yellow. I'm just going to shoot yellow things, and like I think something like that could work really well. Where you go, you know, for this week, I'm going to try to get five photos of something blue every day. Um, so, so it's it's still very creative because it could be anything blue, but, but being creative with, at least for my psyche and again, everyone's different, but for me, I find I work really well when I'm creative within parameters, if that makes sense. Whereas if someone says to me, I'll just go and get some photos. I'm like, I don't know what photos to get. So I find it, it's always good to have some sort of a target or a goal. So, you know, plan out and go like, you could do colors or you could do, you know, <laughs> this week I'm going to do, two macro shots every day or mm. i'm gonna you could you know what you could look at your phone and say i'm gonna download a different photo app every week for my phone and play with it and see what i can do or, or again force yourself and go i'm gonna find five features that i like in the photos app that i didn't know about on my phone yeah that's a good one i like that one for me for me it would be um uh video content so, I mean, I'm an avid watcher of YouTube. Um, YouTube shorts have gone downhill, right? So <laughs> I think that's just the, the people who have been stuck in, in lockdown for so long and they're, you know, they're experimenting at home with short videos and the video quality has just gone down, downhill drastically. So I think you could reinvent that space by, you know, still using your phone to record, but come up with a little bit of a theme, similar to what you said, Lee. Um, you know, whether it be a series and a short series every week, 
you could do and challenge yourself, challenge yourself to be creative, try a different angle, get low, get high, you know, zoom in, zoom out, do all your editing to make it really cool, add text, whatever, but uh, make it interesting because I think with the, the rise of, you know, people being stuck indoors, there's a lot more content that people are absorbing. So you've got every chance for success if you're, if you're in that way inclined uh, to be, you know, one of the influencers. Uh, I think, you, you know, now's the time. Yeah, I agree. I think there's, there's lots of opportunity to, you know, polish a turd, as they say. And, um, <laughs> you know, some of the photography projects that I know people have undertaken and I've encouraged other people to undertake, you know, include things like, you've got the whole family stuck at home. Why not set up a family portrait, you know, or maybe make it a fun portrait or a funny portrait. Um, Document the family making sourdough. I remember last year in the Victoria, the big Victorian lockdown, the amount of people that were making their own sourdough was amazing or ridiculous. Um, You know, document that in, in either in video or with photography, Uh, get everyone involved and make it a bit of a creative project. As cheesy as that sounds, I think, you know, at times like this, some of those things are really important. I like the macro a day idea. Backyard macro is fantastic. Um, There's no reason why anyone can't either. Even if you don't, even if you live in an apartment, there's got to be dirt around you somewhere. That's it. You know, as as long as you're making, you're still making the dough. That's the main thing. Yeah. I, I will I will That's also terrible. say um terrible. you know I, I think another thing is don't like be be kind and understanding to yourself as well in the mm. sense of that if, if there are days when you wake up and you just can't be bothered that's okay yeah. um you know you, you don't have to force I mean it was like Greg you know you and I were talking we were talking about this a little bit before we came on where you know homeschooling can can be very challenging for those of us who have, who have got kids um, and something that someone said to me at the beginning of last year, which has always stuck to, stuck with me, is you're not working from home and you're not homeschooling. You're trying to raise kids while getting work done at the same time. Like it's not like it's you're trying to do two things at the same mm. time that should not be happening at the same time that normally you you should have 48 hours in a 24 hour period. And yeah. yeah. Again, easier said than done, but give yeah. yourself some time, but also don't, don't get stressed out if, if you miss a, a day or two, because that's right. Yeah. 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 We just, don't yeah. be so hard on yourself. Senses. Yeah. And, yeah. and creative. Actually, and and all that. So could I just say, just sorry, yeah. Lee, just quickly for those, you know, you hear parents to say, Oh, my kids just breathe through all the home, breathe through all the homeschooling work. They're lying. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. I'm sure it's, no, no or, or, one no, finds no. it easy. Yeah, yeah. No, all the kids breeze through it because the parents aren't paying attention. The kids are just yeah. watching YouTube. <laughs> that's exactly. Or they, or they just uh, find the answers on Google and just write them in. Yeah, hey, Siri. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seriously, your best oh, friend is school. Up. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. So I think I think we're in a strange world at the moment, and I think as long as we stay creative keep our minds creative, keep interesting, you know, I think interested in the world, I should say, we, we, we should all pull through this. Um, you know, this lockdown is one of those things that is, it was bound to happen, but uh, it's a matter now of just, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking to the two experienced lockdown ease. Uh, lockdown Larry's. <laughs> lockdown Larry's, that's it. 190 days or something last year in 2020. 
Uh, yeah, well, so, like, like, so for those who don't know, here in Melbourne, they've just announced a five-day lockdown. And I actually, when it was announced, I said it was announced a few hours ago, and I said to a mate, "I'm like, five days in the hole—that's easy time." <laughs> that's yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, it. that's good. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, let's just stick together, and we will be fine. Uh, so, Lee, yeah. what's new in the videography world for you out there? Have you seen anything that that sort of piques your interest? Um, yeah, this one, it's not for most people. In fact, it's not even for me. Um, Flanders has announced a new grading monitor that they're going to have coming out probably in the U S market, uh, later in the year, they said in the, in the, in the, in the U S fall. Um, and when I saw the specs of this thing, I was like, wow, I can't wait to see how much this thing costs. Cause I, w- I won't go into all the detail, but one of the most um, impressive and frightening things is that it's going to be a 5,000 nit monitor. And those who don't know, most televisions, like the brightest they'll go is about 400, maybe 600 nits. Um, If you're grading HDR video, which is not the same as HDR photography, um, that needs to be a minimum of 1,000 nits. And like, so the Apple XDR display that I've I've got as my grading monitor, it's a, what 1000 across the screen and it's got a peak brightness of 1600 where it can have certain parts of the screen go up as bright as 1600 um which just the 1600 is blinding so if you were looking at a 5000 nit monitor i think it'll melt your eyeballs like it's it's it sounds awesome but i don't i'm not sure about the practical like from a grading point of view i get where they're coming from and i was and again this is one of the things about videos expensive and videos, no, or it can be expensive um, on the very high end. And so when I was reading the specs of this monitor, I was thinking, okay, it'll probably be about a $30,000, $40,000 monitor. Um, and it's wow. only going to be about 22000 US, which I know 22000 US for a UHD monitor. It's not even DCI 4K, but it's 4K. Um, I know $22,000 for a, a monitor sounds obscene. But yes, for it what does. it is, that's a that's actually a, relatively speaking, that's actually a really good price. Mm. Well, I'm not I mean, gonna buy one. Yeah, but it's still a really good price. But you gotta you gotta, I mean, when you see a big price tag like that, you've got to put it in perspective. How long will that piece of equipment last you in years? Break mm. it down by the years and say, okay, am I going to use it each year? And what's the return on investment for me? Yeah, that's how you look at and, it, um, and and that will be used like on set of big Netflix productions. And, yes, you yeah. Know, so it, it it that those sorts of monitors are used on productions where twenty two thousand dollars doesn't even cover you know a day's worth of catering. So mm, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm the yeah, same. When you're with talking you, about yeah. multi multi million dollar um, productions. Yeah, that's just a, a drop in the ocean, isn't it? That's yeah. it. I, I've, I've recently uh, went all out and uh, I bought something quite expensive this week. Um, well, late last week, I should say. Oh, what was it this week? I can't remember. I bought a chair. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I bought it. Um, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I have an Ikea chair and it was causing me a lot of back pain. So I was like, well, what's the best chair out there? And I came across that predicament of price, right? And I was like, Hmm. Is two thousand dollars too much to pay for an office chair? And I was like, well, at the end of the day, if it lasts twelve years, what they say, a twelve-year warranty, then maybe that's justifiable. 
Maybe and how much money? My how much money does? It. How much money does your chiropractor cost you every year? Exactly. Yeah, or a physio if you're that way inclined. I mean, yeah, you're paying so, eighty dollars, a hundred dollars, at least a month, right? Yeah. So, so I'm. Yeah. Anything that can help your. Trust me, I'm getting old now. Um, anything yeah, that can 45. help with your body <laughs> sort of as, as we get older, our bodies start falling to pieces and anything that can help slow that down if you can afford it. Well, like, I mean, I've, I've got, um, uh, a thing called an easy rig, which I'm sure people have seen photos of, of these things. It's, it's like this big backpack with a giant hook that comes up over your head and you, a, a rope comes down from the front of it and, and you clip it to the top of your camera. The claw. A little bit like that. Yeah. So just Google easy rig and you'll see what it is. And, and I'm well aware of just how ridiculous I look when I'm using this thing. Um, and it's not cheap. Like, like your sort of entry level one, I think costs about 13, $1,600. And the one I got was like four or five grand and you can get like a 10 grand one, all that kind of stuff. Mm. But what this does is when you've got a camera set up that weighs 20, 30 kilos, um, this takes, instead of all that weight being on your shoulders or your arms, it spreads the weight out. And so that it's like, I can shoot all day with this thing. Whereas before I had this, I'd get halfway through the day and my back is killing me and so on. So, you know, again, if, if, if it's an investment in your health, um, I was mm. going to say, you can't put a price on it, but someone else will. So, yeah, you know, but even, even aside from the health thing, I mean, if you think, you know, we spend a couple of thousand, a couple of thousand on a new couch, and we maybe sit on it, you know, two hours a day, three hours a day. But for people like us who often spend a lot of time sitting at a desk, writing, talking crap on podcasts, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, I know you know Lee works long hours, and he's always at that uh, at that table. I think two thousand dollars when you when you think about the time per day you spend, I think it's. Mm-hmm. It's a very reasonable price. I mean, I wouldn't pay it because I, I'm not that flush. I need to talk to Lee about a pay rise. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think I think it's, you know, yeah, I think it's really essential. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you there, Greg. I'm with you. Hey, Lee, when you, when you said your little um, scorpion uh, toy that you plug into your back with the antenna on top, I, I just reminded if, if you invest in like a yellow suit, you almost be like a Teletubby with a little antenna. Thank that's you so for rude. That imagery. That's um. <laughs> so, <laughs> happy birthday, mate! Happy birthday! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Not man. only am I old, now I'm fat. I mean, I'm fat. <laughs> no, no, Chili Tubbies aren't fat. They're they're, uh, they're cuddly. They're tubby. They're cuddly. They Come on. Tubby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tubby. They have Tubby in the name. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, we if you know, I, I think uh, I wasn't meaning it like that, but uh, you know, no, you can't backpedal from that one. You can't backpedal from that. <laughs> Uh, in, interesting would, news though on, would on you Twitter. like some mustard with your foot <laughs> yeah. let me just get the shovel um i dig it dig myself deeper in uh interesting news on twitter uh guess who followed us our podcast sharky Barack james Obama. yeah sharky james from the petapixel photography podcast so shout out to oh, you sharky uh, that was very nice of you to uh you know drop a drop a follow we really appreciate oh, yeah, that it, it, I've known Sharky for years. He's a lovely fella. He is. He is. He is. We, we go way back. But um, I, I was saying to him, we should have him on as a, as a guest on our podcast. And oh, I'd like absolutely. to hear some 
information on how we can do podcasts and because this is a learning experience for all of us. So yeah. what do you reckon? Well, Sterling idea. Yeah, I think we're yeah. all in favor. We just got to get hold of Sharky. That's it. Well, I reached out to him already. So considering the time zone, I'm sure we'll get a reply. Also, um, for those listening, get in touch with Lily or Greg and let us know who we should have as a guest and we'll approach them. Because I think it would be really cool to fire some questions at some people. Maybe we'll come up with some, I don't know, uh, rapid fire questions that they just have to answer off the top of their head. What do you reckon? Yep, I agree. Yep. And if Barack Obama is listening, I'd like to have him on as a guest, just saying. Okay. What would you ask him, Greg? Uh, how did he handle living with a photographer 24-7? Really? Because everything everything a president does gets photographed. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. what what every Did, single thing. Why didn't they shoot video? Uh, that's what. That's always that's something that's always concerned me. You, you, you the guy that I think Barack, you don't want to capture the audio. No, probably <laughs> okay. not. But the the um, yeah, Secret Service might have a, a thing or two. I'm pretty sure Barack Obama's photographer was a Fujifilm shooter from memory. Yes, you can't remember. His I remember, name, re- mm. but. Yeah, he's the Fuji shooter, and I think he put out a book mm. uh, about it. Now that we're yeah, on that topic, yeah, it was. Um, oh, yeah. actually, I've got I've got a story about um, American presidents and photography. Uh, again, I've got no idea if this is a true story, but it, it's a, regardless, it's a great story. I was. It's your birthday. In, we'll let it we'll let it fly. That's very right. Very kind of you. Very kind, my good sir. Um, I was back in the day. I've, I I was I used to shoot weddings because you know we all have to pay for us, and somehow. And um, I, I met this, I was shooting video and, and, and the photographer that, that I was working with on the day, um, you know, you, you end up chatting and whatever. And he, he was this Russian guy or like really lovely guy, awesome guy. And he was telling me the story about he used to do journal, journal, you know, journalistic photography and he used to work in the US. And for the inauguration of George W. Bush, he, he was supposed to be, um, you know, taking photos of the inauguration and he was late. So he's, you know, imagine, imagine the scene. There's this guy with a backpack running towards the White House. Um, he doesn't get very far before three really rather large gentlemen jump on top of him and sort of say to him, no, 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 no one jumped him. He, he, he sort of gets there out of breath to the gate and they go, you know, hi, sir, you know, what, what, are, you, what are you doing here? So pictures, guy with a Russian accent, oh, I'm here to shoot the president. Oh, no. <laughs> That's when the three large gentlemen jumped on him and, and, and hilarity ensued and he explained and showed them the cameras and it was fine, but it was, it was one of those, like normally he would have not said it that way, but you know, he was late, he was in a rush and he sort of didn't think yeah. and um, stress it out. Yeah. Wow. We've got it. We've got to change the terminology of, yeah. the verb of what we do. Yeah. Like when I, when I I'm writing, I, I write the same thing, you know, photographers shooting and I'm like, Oh, that's not going to get appear yeah. well with Google. Yeah. Well, uh, well, that's like I, another friend of mine who used to do weddings. Um, when they moved into a new house, the the neighbor was chatting to his. I think his son would have been eight, eight, eight at that point. And um, he said, "You know, what does your father do?" And he said, "Oh, my daddy shoots people at weddings, and then he takes their photo, <laughs> and then he hangs them in a frame." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, um, I want to thank you guys for joining uh, this episode, episode three of the the uh, Sound of Imagery. It's uh, awesome to have you on, guys, and I hope you survive the lockdown until next week. Thank you to all of our listeners, 
and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, any any uh, words of wisdom quickly before we finish, gentlemen? Life is too serious to be taken seriously. Great. And Greg? Uh, stock up on toilet paper. <laughs> That's a very good one. And on that note, thanks for listening. This is Lee Lee and Greg. Out till next week. Bye. Bye-bye.